Hey, everybody. It's Believe Sports Business Sports Media. Also, of course, heard on pod clips around the world. I'm Fred. You can email us, sportsfred at AOL.com, sportsfred at AOL.com, along with Art Source back in Pennsylvania. He runs Galaxy Sports. Uh, Art, uh, we've got so much to talk about. I want to start talking about television and sports. I love Brian Gumbel's show, Real Sports, a quarter of a century, the best maybe I've ever seen on, on TV, that kind. And now, of course, Bob Costas on HBO. And the worst may be Winning Times, which they couldn't call Showtime because it's on HBO. Uh, talk about Winning Times because I think it stinks, your comments. Well, you know, I've now caught most of the first season. And I'm just the way they portray my man Jerry West, who I really love, he grew up, you know, idolizing as a young man. He's a golfer, a classy a guard that always showed class in, in the toughest situations. I mean, the guy lost six, you know, game seven series against the Celtics. They finally win a game. He builds the Lakers and the Clippers and Memphis into, into good basketball teams. Been the, the logo of the NBA, and they're just trashing this guy. Zeke from Cabin Creek, the state of, of West Virginia is crazy. Um, they just want to tear them apart, and I just don't see where, why they're doing it and what it does. I mean, does it get better ratings? I think if you're a sports fan and you love the Lakers of the Showtime Lakers of the 80s, you're going to watch the show, but you don't want to see people depicted out of character. And I think they did a very, very poor job of handling that part of it. Um, you know, I, I think it's hard to do those kind of biopics like that. But if you're the program director at HBO, would you let the show go and now extend it another I'd year? Put it, I'd put it with Jeff Zucker and CNN+. Plus. I mean, you know, all these streaming services, Fred, I don't know. You know, I have a lot of money in the stock market, or I used to anyway. It used to be a 401k. Now it's a 201k. <laughs> but, but what's funny about it is, you know, all these streaming services, Netflix went down we're from 700 bucks to 200 and something. Yeah. You know, Facebook is, is flat as a mega pancake. Um, you know, it seems to me like, you know, Twitter, they're chirping their butts off. They don't, you know, they don't want Elon Musk to take over, but he's got the, everybody lined up. He's, he's like Putin on the border right now. He's waiting to eat the rich cracker. So, I mean, you know, you're looking at it right now. You got Amazon, you got all these big hitters, and they're taking it in the shorts right now. So, you know, Warren Buffett, they want to kick him off off the off the board. You know, I mean, what what's going on in this economic world? I mean, well, it's pretty wild times. Folks, uh, believe sports business, sports media, focus on Los Angeles, heard around the world on pod clips. Obviously, in Southern California, we've been so lucky to have so many great uh, play-by-play and color commentators and just uh, sports radio people from Vince Scully to Sam Balter and Jim Healy and everybody in between. But uh, have you had a shot to uh, listen to and, and watch uh, Apple Plus on their Friday night baseball? Because again, I can't believe what I'm watching. I can't. I, first of all, I can't you know, get. Fred, I actually got by mistake. I turned it on the other night. Right. Because Jacqueline has the, the the ability to do it, and I wanted to see it. And I thought I was sitting in a bar with three goofballs trying to, you know, like Pat McAfee or something was doing play by play on baseball. Yeah, they were completely. It was completely out of character. It, you know, I mean, this is not how I was brought up traditionally. You know, honestly, what made Vince Scully so awesome? He did the game by himself. All right, he didn't need a color analyst to come in. 
No. It's like Chick Hearn doing basketball. You didn't need Stu Lance. You didn't need half the assistance that he had. Even Al Michaels, after the first week, said, i got to get out of here. I can't even get on the air. But the bottom line is, consummate professionals, they do what they do. They roll, baby, roll. This telecast you know, that I listened to the other night, I couldn't make it five minutes, Fred. I'm sorry. Okay, so again, it's proof that in this case, uh, MLB only cares about one thing. Dollars, 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 and greed, greed, and greed. Otherwise, Are they trying to get a different audience, more of a younger crowd? Is that? Yeah, I guess. Is me, me at 125 years old, Fred, I guess I'm about to. <laughs> you know, I, I, I go back to, you know, guys like, like Red and, and you know, <laughs> the old Yankee announcers, Mel Allen, Bob Prince. I mean, these were guys that were descriptive, great announcers. You know, I mean. The modern-day crew, there is one guy I like who I finally listened to, Joe Davis, who does the Dodger games and Fox. going to do the World Series, actually, for Fox this year. I really like Joe Davis. I found something with him and Oral Hershiser the other night. I was impressed. I mean, obviously nobody's going to be the next Finn Scully. There is none. He hasn't been born. He never will be. But I was really impressed with how Joe Davis handled himself. And uh, he's got a real smooth demeanor, and I was—I was—I don't like him on football, but I really liked him on the Dodger Atlanta telecast the other night. Folks, believe sports business, sports media, heard on pod clips around the world. You can email us at sportsfred at aol dot com. Hey, how about the Dodgers and Angels are both in first place? And we'll talk about that uh, certainly. But uh, first, I want to talk about this: um, Cooper Cup versus Debo Samuel of the Forty ers both great wide receivers. Samuel also a running back. Cooper says all the right things, and Samuel says all the wrong things. Talk about that, Art Source. Well, you know, Debo Samuel wants to play back at home in Carolinas. And uh, right now with the PR that David Tepper has with his Panther team, he could probably do worse than, than make a deal and, and pay Debo. Debo wants $25 million a year. You know how those diver wide receivers are, Fred. Yeah. But the difference is Cooper Cup is a team guy. And he deserves he the second greatest year in the history of the NFL for any wide receiver. That's over 102 years. Okay? Only Megatron had a better year. And let me tell you something. Cooper Cup is for real. We saw the Super Bowl. We saw the playoffs. The guy, the guy's from eastern Washington. I don't know what round he was picked in. But, you know, I would say it was probably a better pick than Tom Brady right now. No, I can't say that. But <laughs> similar type of pick. You know, one of those guys that, ah, well, let's go get him. He's got great character. What a receiver. But wide receivers, I don't know. You know, the Rams are the prototype, though. Everybody all over sports is saying the Rams have the right idea. A great quarterback, a great young offensive coach. Um, they throw the ball around the yard. You know, they're, they're like the new mold. And now Cleveland's trying to do the same thing. A lot of teams are going in that direction. You get great defensive backs, a couple of good outside rushers with an inside guy. You only maybe need seven or eight superstars, and you plug in some speed around it on special teams, and there you go. And they got a great group of special teams players. So the Rams are the, the prototype right now. And, boy, I'll tell you what, I'd sure like to be Sean McVay's agent for the day. 
All right, you, you kicked for USC. I see a lot of uh, Cooper Cup in London of uh, the Trojans. I don't know if he'll be you know, he'll be kick he'll be picking the first round. But I don't see you him s- going to Green Bay and teaming up with uh, with Aaron Rodgers and having a great year. Do you see similarities between him and? Uh, oh uh, yeah, the physicality and the precise uh, patterns that he runs. Um, he also could block, and they're big guys. Cooper Cup is not a little guy. Cooper Cup six three. 215, and he still has great speed. But I noticed that uh, that Drake Drake London, he also he would have been a great rebounder even at six foot five because he shields his body, he uses yeah. his body to shield defensive backs. He has a lot of a lot of moxie. Yeah, I, I see him. Hey, I look at the draft. I don't see any quarterbacks that, that shake my world. I see some great corners. I see a. A safety out of Notre Dame, Hamilton, who's incredible. The two big defensive tackles from Georgia. I mean, you put them on one side of the line. Man, who's going to run there? And, you know, I also see a kid like Thibodeau from Oregon, who's the edge rusher. The guy from Michigan, who might be the number one pick. You know, coming off the corner, they love him. And so, I mean, there's a lot of great players in this draft who are really not getting a lot of uh, play. But I, you know who I do see that people are not talking about that I see as a winner, as a quarterback? Oh. Is this young kid, Matt Corral, who uh, played at Mississippi this year. He, uh, he got a little banged up because he runs with the ball a little bit too much in the RPO offense. But this kid can spin it. He's got great speed. He has the intangibles, which I love, which means when the pressure's on, he can shuffle out of the pocket, buy a second or two, find a secondary receiver, and keep the chains moving. So, I mean, there's there are some guys. There's another kid from North Carolina named Howell, who nobody's talking about, who's half Korean. He's like a uh, little bit of a, a wide receiver like Heinz Ward, Korean and white, and he's a good-looking quarterback. They say he's too short. I love when they say that kind of stuff, <laughs> you know. He's too short. Yes, yeah, so is Eddie LeBaron. So are a lot of great quarterbacks. Fran Tarkenton. Too short, but you know, all they did was win. <laughs> Folks, uh, believe sports business, sports media. Also heard, of course, on pod clips around the world. You can email us, sportsfred at aol.com. He is Art Source back in Pennsylvania. He runs Galaxy Sports here in Southern California. Uh, this uh, week, uh, Johnny Jazang decided to uh, leave UCLA for the NBA. Let me state so tell this. Tell me, is Amari Bailey as good as everybody says he is? I saw him play one high school game on TV with my friend Randy Rosenblum doing uh, the play-by-play. He's awfully good. He's awfully talented. But let me just go back to Jazang. I think he's a good college player. I think, uh, although he didn't shoot well at the end of the season, he's a pretty good shooter. But he's not that quick. And to, to be a st- uh, he can make the NBA, but to be a star in the NBA, I think quickness is like the number one thing you have. Your comments about Johnny Jazang's chances of becoming well, a star in the NBA? I think, you know, depending on that ankle that hampered him most of the year, you know, we maybe we don't have a full view of him. He did average 15 and a half points a game, five boards. I like his stroke. Um, I think the kid comes from a great family. He's a winner. He's going to work hard. Um, I, you know, I see him as maybe a sixth or seventh guy, a guy that you can bring in to stroke the three and, you know, maybe as a change of pace. Um, he plays hard, He plays hard on defense. Sure. But I think you're right. He might be a step slow. But then again, you know, it's hard to measure that heart, Fred. And I think this kid does have some heart. 
And uh, I think that's that's something that will benefit him as he goes down through his career. But I got to tell you, I don't know. I looked at what UCLA has coming back. No wonder they're ranked number one in the in the too, far too early preseason 2022 polls. Yeah, but that was with Jazang. Uh, uh, you know, the younger guys we haven't seen. Bailey's awfully talented. Uh, I, I, I think uh, Hawkes coming back certainly is good. I think Bernard will come back. I don't think he'll get drafted. Let me ask think... you a question, Fred. Yeah. There's three guys that deserve the NBA MVP. You know who they are. Who right. would you give the nod to? Embiid. That's what I think, too. It would yeah. be interesting to see if the playoff overlap of these last three games against Toronto kind of sends a few voters. Because I, I was hearing two, three weeks ago that Jokic had it all locked up. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. Yeah, Giannis but I think that's just on the regular. <laughs> but it's just the regular season, so they, they already voted. So, uh, oh, they already have voted. Okay. Yeah, it, it doesn't include yeah, the. It'll probably be Jokic. Okay. We'll see what happens. Uh, there are three guys. Obviously, uh, uh, Jokic is in there, and uh, the Milwaukee Buck not a bad player in his own right. Let me run. ask right. you a question, Brad. I've been thinking about this. You know, I've, I've always been a big fan of J- of Jay Wright, the coach at Villanova, who's retiring. Right. Great, great coach over the years. I met right. him originally back in the early '90s when he was. Jerry Tarkanian's assistant at UNLV. Right. Right. Um, this guy won two national titles. He's 60 years old. He presents a wonderful image. I've never heard him getting in any, any trouble anywhere. What prompts somebody at 60 to, to, to hang him up? I think something else is going on. Yeah, we don't Very know about because I, I, I read the Philadelphia Inquirer today, and, and we'll get back to that, but I think he could be right. I think something else has to be going on. He's not quitting at 60. Uh, he's got talent coming back. Uh, hey, he's what got... are your thoughts on Jimmy Butler and his uh, outstanding play the last uh, few games down in Miami? Oh, very, very talented indeed. But let, let's uh, conclude with baseball, as you wanted to talk about. Uh, Cody is uh, finding the way to come back. Who knows? It's a long, long season. But a couple of nights ago, a double and a triple, uh, uh, your thoughts about Cody Bellinger's chances of uh, hitting over 222 and hit 165 last year? Go ahead. Oh, well, we've talked about it. You know, I don't know what you said, the, the 230 or something like that. I said over. Bottom line is, I think the kid's multi-talented. He reminds me of the old splendid splitter, Ted Williams. Um, I think that, that shoulder injury hampered him a lot more than a lot of people you know, indicated. Um I think he got so befuddled and he got so caught up in himself last year that he probably couldn't hit himself out of a paper bag. But the bottom line is he looks great. I think Freddie Freeman is a big part of this this Dodgers. Uh, I'll tell you, they got a bullpen. I mean, I'm telling you what, they are the best team money can buy, but I like the way this ball club sets up. I mean, I just do not see the Giants or the Padres hanging with them. You know, I know Colorado's off to a great start. But what excites me right now is, you know, Andrew Haney looked awfully good prior to coming up with a little bit of a stiff arm. Um, I think he he's, he's worked wonders. I'm excited about the Dodgers. I'm also excited about the Angels. I hope, you know, they, they got a break here. And Trout's, you know, wrist injury is not too serious. But I think you've got to be excited if you're in Southern California. Artie Moreno needs a good season. He sure does. Um, the Dodgers look fantastic. Hey, baseball looks pretty healthy right now. 
On Wednesday, of course, uh, Otani goes six, gives up one hit. You can't you can't pitch any better, can you? No, he's amazing. I'll tell you what. How about the kid in uh, over in uh, in Japan? Oh yeah, threw a perfect game and then came back with an eight inning perfect game. I mean, you look at the slugger for the Cubs who's playing right field. Um, there's a lot of young young talented Japanese players who are starting to come into their own, and I guess this would be the Shohei Otani. You know, that's what happens. You know, they all start seeing how much success he's had. And, I mean, these I can't believe I, I actually, a friend of mine took a picture with Shohei Otani in spring training. Right. And he's six foot three, standing next to Shohei. He looked like he was 5'9". All right, final comment for this week on Believe Sports Business, Sports Media, also heard on Pod Clips, Art Source. Take it away. Well, NBC, their best-kept secret they're going to go with Mike Tirico and Chris Collinsworth in the booth. <laughs> I love it. It cracks me up. And then I'm hearing that Pat McAfee, the newly cast Wild, wild and Crazy Putter uh, radio broadcaster, might be working somewhere on the Amazon NFL telecast. Oh, God. This is what I read today. So this is going to be very interesting. We're going to see some new people in there, and I'm looking forward to it. I know we've got a whole summer of stuff. In the meantime, but hey, we've got a great period of time coming up. Kentucky Derby on the docket, the Indy 500, Major League Baseball, the NBA playoffs. It's a fun time to be a sports fan, and we sure love being able to provide you guys with the inside stuff. I think he just said it all, Art Source, right here on Believe Sports Business. Also heard on Pod Clips. Mario, thank you very much. Arthur, thank you very much, and uh, we'll see God you around the crowd. I love you. We'll see you around the corner right here. Believe Sports Business Sports Media. Bye, everybody.